Hi, my name is Rebecca Smith, Managing Director of Safe Hands, and welcome to the Safe Hands podcast. Guys, we are now in October. The year is flying by, and we're finally starting to see the Dubai summer weather turn, which is great. As well as marking the start of the cooler period, October also marks the start of Dubai Fitness Challenge, which is an initiative that encourages us to all take part in 30 minutes of exercise per day for 30 days. I absolutely have to hold my hands up here and say that I am no expert when it comes to fitness and nutrition, but luckily my guest today is. Today I'm joined by Jackson Litchfield, a health and fitness coach based out of Dubai, and he's kindly offered to be with us here today to give some basic tips on how to get started on your fitness journey. I'm definitely going to be taking some notes here. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jackson. Anytime. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, before we get into the crux of today's podcast, I just wanted to spend some time finding a little bit more out about you, if that's okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Give us a bit of an intro. Okay. So originally from Melbourne, I've uh, been a trainer slash nutritionist now for about 12 years. The main axioms of thought I've sort of chased up are uh, internal health, uh, aesthetics, and strength. I believe they're the core axioms of, say, optimal existence. Mm-hmm. So for the last 12 years, I've done that. Now I've trained anyone from athletes, uh, had a stint with the Victoria's Secret models, the general population and corporate health. So quite a broad spectrum audience, uh, but humans are humans at the end of the day and mm-hmm. they respond in the same way with the same methods. Okay, perfect. Now, Dubai Fitness Challenge is in its third year, I believe now. Yeah. What's your opinion on the initiative? Do you find that people are engaging with it? Look, as a government initiative, it's absolutely fantastic. If you think about it, um, you don't really see too much of this uh, on a global scale. So I give Dubai credit for that. Also, we know it takes about 21 days uh, to sort of cement a habit. So you can imagine 30 days of consistent exercise leads to quite advantageous outcomes. Now, when you get a collective like a city doing something like this, you really start to see the benefits and they trickle down on so many levels. Mm. Uh, okay, everyone's working out, but uh, the general assumption is it extends beyond the 30 days. It's kind of like, um, say, a little bit of a starter initiative. Mm-hmm. And from what we've seen, that 30 days gives people momentum. And as we know, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Mm-hmm. And people continue to execute such habits. And Dubai overall becomes a healthier place. So I think it's fantastic uh, for those reasons. Okay, good starting point for a lot of people then. Yeah. When it comes to starting points, and I'm, I'm talking from experience there, I have all the best intentions when it comes to working out and being healthy, but it is hard to know where to start with that. Yeah. What sort of advice would you give someone who's looking to start their fitness journey? Where, where should they look? What should they do? Okay, so I just want to explain a term about, say, okay, so you're going to work out. Working out is a small, acute form of stress in which you hope that the body gets better. So I just want to introduce everyone to two forms of stress. There's eustress and there's distress. Now, the form, the first one basically considers, so when you give the body a nice amount, a healthy dose of stress, it gets stronger. Mm-hmm. That's the good kind of stress. And then there's distress where you go too hard and the body distresses and it doesn't respond. It actually has adverse effects. Mm. So what I'm essentially saying with that definition is you want to start with something that you know you can manage and be successful at. You can't build off failure. You can only build off success. Mm. So with you uh, stress in mind, you pick something that you know you can do on a consistent basis that works tomorrow, today, 
and in a month and in a year. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is picking something. So, and then the next thing I would say added to that, it has to be in context to the client. Mm. So if, you, if, if, if you've been sitting on the couch the last six months, uh, that's fine. Uh, a walk might be where you start. Uh, mm. a, a gentle, say, bodyweight circuit in your lounge room, uh, watching a YouTube clip is where you start. Mm-hmm. If you're quite advanced, and you, you might want to push to the next level. But I'd say the first one is understanding where you are and mm. taking something on that you can manage that allows the body to get better. And then the second axiom is it really doesn't matter where you start, which would lead me to just making sure that uh, you clear expectations and you say lay something out, lay something out that you know is manageable and you can step into. So a bit of a messy answer, but I'll just wrap it up real quick. <laughs> Taking something that you can uh, know you can be sure that you're going to do over a certain amount of time and getting stuck into it. Okay, so sustainability and that tailored approach based on, on where you're starting, basically. Correct. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know you said it sort of varies person to person, but are there any sort of generic recommendations in terms of the amount of exercise that you should be doing on a daily, weekly basis? Um, yeah, so a general format, we find, uh, you know, most of the research shows that if you sort of get the metabolism, metabolism moving four times a week is a okay. good thing. Now, obviously, you can work on both ends. If you're really fit, you could push it to five or six. But if you're just starting out, you might want to go a little bit less. Mm-hmm. But as a general rule, uh, kickstarting your metabolism four times a week has you know, good effects across the board. Okay, perfect. Now, you've worked in the industry a long time. I'm going to utilize your experience here. What are the main obstacles that you face when it comes to getting people to adopt a healthier lifestyle or, or get started on their sort of fitness journey, as we're calling it? Yeah, yeah. So you're starting somewhere and you have maybe an ideal of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the first point. So I'd say clarity is number one. Uh, I find that people say they want to lose more weight, but that's a very arbitrary statement. You want something a little bit more specific. Mm -hmm. And then you want to set small goals. So you sort of want to say, announce something what you really want. And then you want to reverse engineer it where you break off small tasks that you complete regularly. Mm. That way it's more manageable. Mm -hmm. So laying something out more manageable and sustainable is definitely the first thing. Mm. Now, I find that people just do... uh, If you take a random approach, you get kind of a random result. Mm. And then your overall assumption of it was, okay, I put in an effort and didn't see a return. So my next point added to that would be results and mm. understanding where you are and getting maybe some help or some advice and getting the right strategy in place where you start to implement some stuff and actually see change. Mm. Now, motivation is fantastic. And don't get me wrong, we should do it every day. But if you start to see results and you see formulated change, you will find that you'll be highly motivated. Okay. So it's generally, say, a lack of a good strategy. Mm. And then misguided expectations that kind of derail people. Mm. So that's what I would say. Get clear, get a precise plan, whether you need help or Mm. not. And then again, do it in a sustainable manner. Okay. And that sort of alleviates any kind of um, disruption or anything, so to speak. Okay. That's that's good advice. Like I say, I'm, I'm relating this to myself as you're sort of speaking. When it comes to sort of me um, looking to work out, one of the main excuses I give myself is time, okay? I haven't got enough time to do it. Yeah. And everyone lives a busy lifestyle in Dubai. So how do you combat that? Yeah, so again, it's a really good one. So if you hit the schedule um, and then you start with breaking off the minimal amount of time that you can have, Mm. I'm sure you're going to find something somewhere. 
So what you do is you start to work within that time frame. Now mm. I've had people come to me and they can only do three half hours a week. And mm. there's a lot of hours in a week. So you can imagine it doesn't sound like a lot of time. Mm. So when I work with them and again, the general axiom is the right strategy, right results, right stress levels. They start to see change. And then what happens then is you, ask, you actually start to be introduced to the importance of it. Now, what I mean by this is your brain function gets better. Okay. Your sleep gets better. Your energy levels get better. So your relationships around you start to change. Your ability to interpret information starts to change. The way you look starts to change. And then you'll find that that person that may be committed to half an hour will find the time. So what I want to say is once you see uh, a plausible return of investment with mm. the little time that you start out with, mm. you'll be sure you'll find time somewhere else because working out gives you time because mm. it gives you more energy, more brain function. I mean, I'll give you an example. Like I'll have a client that starts with me, probably never worked out. And they mm. could be like, you know, the typical example is maybe... You know, a corporate male, he's worked so hard to climb the hierarchy, whatever it is, he's destroyed himself and he's like, okay, I need to get my health back. Mm. And, you know, it's quite a daunting task. And that's, this is the example I was using. And then I work with him for a little bit and those half an hour stints, he's like, well, actually, you know what, I'm going to work. And because my brain's so sharp in the morning, I'm halving my email time. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I'm actually sleeping deeper. So I'm waking up with more energy. So I'm doing more in less time. Mm. So my pitch here, of course, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a health coach, <laughs> is uh, the return of investment is so, it hits so many levels of the body. Yeah. Uh, whereby you save time. Mm. so that would be uh, it's an interesting <laughs> point actually. yeah i'm not selling candy i think i think it's true uh, i definitely think it's true um and i think that's the way it is uh, mm. if you're really smart about it and like i said you do it the right way you'll see the returns and um, you'll be more efficient and you'll save time yeah that's a key point because when i sort of think about working out and sort of going to the gym I predominantly think about it from an aesthetics point of view, but actually what you're saying is it can improve so many other areas of your, your life when it comes to cognitive wow. function. Um, and I'm sure it's, it's linked to um, sort of bettering certain health conditions as well. Yeah, so the, the main like axiom is like when someone comes in, uh, and I would say it's rank ordered the same way, would be health, mm. strength, and um, aesthetics. Aesthetics mm. being last. Look, I'll tell you what, if you're healthy, in terms of internally, like your cells, your digestive mm -hmm. system, your brain function, that's health. Mm. And then you've got strength. Strength could be like bones, tissues, ligaments, uh, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you've got mental strength too. You've got an ability, a bit of a resilience, an ability to concentrate longer, mm. uh, ability to sort of trust yourself with mm. a task. And then lastly, you've got aesthetics. If you focus on the first two and you're healthy and you're strong mentally and physically, I guarantee you'll be lean effortlessly. I think the mistake people make is they focus on the aesthetics. Yeah. And look, I've taken people to all kinds of body fat. It, it doesn't really, it's not a, a desired result that keeps people satisfied. Mm -hmm. What really is, is when people are, uh, when they feel good and they look good. Mm. You need the feel good first before you look good second. Mm. And that's because you look after yourself before you change your shape. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, it does. You're not yeah. just trying to sh uh, change your shape at all costs. Yeah. So that's, that's a big one that I think the viewers should take away. Definitely. Work on the internal and the external will flow. Will follow. Yeah, definitely. Okay, perfect. Now, Dubai seems to be, and you may agree, you may not, quite saturated with, with PTs at yeah. the moment. How do you choose the right one? What sort of service should so someone be expecting from a personal trainer? 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it's a great question. Uh, look, I'd say it's saturated at the moment because, um, you know, I've done it for 12 years. It is such an amazing career. Mm. And also, if you look at the numbers of obesity, uh, diabetes, all these kind of things like um, unexplained brain conditions, there is something going on with health that probably needs to be addressed. So yeah. people are putting their hand up in their best efforts to make somewhat of a contribution yeah. to it. So I give them that. So I, th I think that's the first one. Um, probably what creates a sa saturation. Mm. It is a great job. So the next thing is how do you choose a good one? Mm. Well, first thing I would say is education. You definitely want an educated trainer. Now, mm -hmm. they don't have to be, you know, like ridiculously, but you can generally tell um, someone that's quite well-versed on nutrition, fundamental movements, and say program design. Mm. Um, I'd say they're the biggest ones, especially like someone to keep you injury-free, someone that's gonna train you correctly, and someone that knows how to apply the right stimulus, whether mm. it's building muscle, losing fat, whatever it is. Um, and then I would say credibility comes from two things. Uh, results mm -hmm. so you want to obviously look at their track record mm -hmm. and maybe their experience mm. and then the last one i'll add to that nowadays is content more often than not you can hear what people have to say on social media on youtube or whatever and then you'll find that and it's beautiful these days because people don't need permission to broadcast their ideas so they do um, so often you get a really good look at someone by their Instagram, their Facebook, and you can start to see how they think. You can maybe see some client testimonials, but also you might get a bit of an idea by the voice. Mm. And then obviously the thing about Google is you can cross-check facts. You know, yeah. It was really funny back in the day. No one used to Google anything, so you could say whatever. No one, no one no, everyone believed check it, it. Check it, check yeah, it but out. Now, now, now Google's good because it keeps you accountable, right? Yeah. So if you say something, people Google, that's not true. Yeah. So you have to be on your stuff. Which is kind of cool. I like that now. And technology's really innovated and kept the standard quite high because people can do their own research. Mm -hmm. um, so I encourage them to do that when you hear someone say something um, and then start to compile your own opinion on that. Mm -hmm. So they're the variables that I would probably consider when you want to look at a good PT. Um, and then, yeah, I'd go from there. And probably actually, I just want to mention one more that's really big is yep. personality too. You want to really resonate with the person and yeah. feel comfortable and safe. Because it is quite an intimate relationship in the sense that your health is something that's quite exclusive. Mm. And um, if you really want to delve into it, it's quite an amazing journey. Mm. So you want to really trust the person mm -hmm. and trust that you can tell the truth to them, they tell the truth to you, and you point, get reciprocity yeah. on that level. Mm. I'd say that's probably a good Perfect. place to start. Yeah, great stuff. Um, we mentioned nutrition a couple of times there. Yeah. Um, just want to touch on that because I know it's a huge part of sort of leading a healthy lifestyle. Now, for me, I always get confused about the advice that's, that's out there when it comes to nutrition. Seems that, you know, every week there's a new diet coming out. We look at sort of keto, paleo, Atkins, etc. You know, the list goes on. What's your advice when it comes to nutrition? Um, and what sort of advice are you giving to your clients regarding nutrition? This is a really good question. I don't think it's actually been answered yet, period. Mm. Like, I mean, you get people that get results with all kind of diets yeah um and the reason that is is because we're all from slightly different genetic orientations yeah so all of them have plausibility like i wouldn't trash one given diet like for instance i love keto i have a bias to it keto has obviously done so much for my blood markers my body composition most of my clients it works for but some it doesn't okay 
So where do we go from here? Okay, so most of the mainstream diets are good in general as an overarching principle. Now, how do you apply them to you? That's a really great question. So I would say with nutrition, you want to get some core fundamentals that can't really go wrong with. And I would say, number one, the origin of your genetics. The closer you can eat to where you came from is mm -hmm. generally a good clue. Okay. There's genetic tests like 23andMe that will tell you where you're from and you can kind of get a good idea because if you think about it, you're one generation of many. So if you look backwards and you look at your history, you'll get a good idea. Mm -hmm. The next one I would say is to eat whole foods. And what I mean by that is less tampered by humans. Okay. You know, so if it used to run, jump, fly, whatever. And then that would also tie in with traceability. I'm a huge believer in quality rather mm -hmm. than quantity. Okay. Um, so first start with quality, uh, your origin of your genes. Um, and then there's a saying that's really cool. You know, you've probably all heard you are what you eat, but mm. I'm going to say this. You are what you eat eats. Or, right. Uh, you are what you eat uh, ate. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense? So yeah, you have to really look at, you know, how the animals you're eating were raised or oh, yeah, yeah. even if you're eating, um, you know, vegetables, were they sprayed, all this kind of stuff. So origin traceability, huge. Outside that, we have a thing, two governing principles that really dictate your outcome. They're calories mm -hmm. and they're macronutrients. Mm -hmm. Now, a good practitioner will be able to work out how many calories work for your body. Mm -hmm. And this is very individual. So if you're after, say, specific aesthetic change, you're mm -hmm. probably going to need to see someone that can get those ratios right for you. Um, that would be true for macronutrients too. Mm -hmm. Now, some people work better with high-carb, low-carb, zero-carb. Some work better on fats. Um, they're the main energy sources. How much protein someone can tolerate, that's, that's largely, uh, say, individualized. One thing that's generally true is you can't really get enough uh, vegetables. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's, a, that's something you probably most people yeah. can get away with. The general sort of argument falls between protein amount and quality and type and uh, fats or carbs. Mm -hmm. So I would say you want to see a practitioner for a specific outcome, but if you work backwards on, a, on an overall theme, I would eat everything balanced from the right place from your genes. Okay. You can't really go wrong with that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, hopefully that sums it up. I think that's quite a detailed answer, but if you want specifics on that end, you probably should seek them. But as a general rule of health, that should definitely put you in a good place. Okay, again, a tailored approach. Um, key in terms of getting results, it seems. Yeah, and quality. Quality, above all else, is huge. And mm -hmm. like I said, less uh, contaminated stuff. I think okay. toxicity is a largely underrated factor in society these days. So look at where your food came from, how it was produced, whether it was sprayed, how the animals were treated. This is huge. Perfect. Um, and then, you know, you're definitely going to be toxin-free, which allows the body to express as it should. Okay, interesting. In terms of um, tracking progress, we, we mentioned technology earlier as well, mm. lots of different apps and, and wearables these days. Um, do you have any top tips in terms of tracking your progress? Yeah, so I'll start with my typical answer, which is like understand what you want. Mm. right so whether you want to say have uh, more organ efficiency meaning you have a better heart rate then maybe you should track your heart rate mm -hmm. but if you want to look better you should do something like body fat screening mm -hmm. uh, you should do maybe photos you can do uh, like girth measurements mm -hmm. something more specific to body composition mm -hmm. now if you want to say go another level and look at your health markers well that's a different story you want to look at things like uh, mitochondria function mm -hmm. you want to look at digestion you want to look at inflammation levels, vitamin trace mineral levels. 
that's how you get like an internal snapshot of your body. That's mm. that's how I look at health. Mm. Blood work best for health. Uh, for strength, I would say you you definitely want to get some kind of a periodized approach, meaning that a planned training regime where you track your numbers. Did you get better? Mm. Did you get worse? I think that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, gym progress is pretty easy uh, by logging your numbers, and mm. that's a good thing to do. And then, like I said, with aesthetics, it's photos, it's body fat, um, it's girth measurements, or even even clothes. Mm. You know, a lot of women that start out, you know, I don't need to measure them. I just want to get the fundamentals right. Now come tell me, like these mm. to be a size twelve, they're a size ten, they're a size eight. This is this is huge too. You yeah, know what getting I mean? back in that pair of jeans that yeah. you used to fit in uh, a couple of years prior. Exactly, yeah. and you know, ultimately, above all else, we had a quick chat before the show about it. Mm. If you focus on the process, the outcome flows. Mm. So I do recommend that you track progress, but I would go one step back and say really focus on um, you know the the process mm-hmm. and being the best you can and being better every day. Which if you link back to thirty thirty. That is what the initiative is about. Yeah. It's consistency and it's getting a little bit better each day. Yeah. That's what I would say. Perfect. And we talked about result there briefly. I know I know you said there, don't focus too much on the result, more the process. But as a general rule, when someone starts a training regime, you know, how much time would it take for someone to see visible result um, when, when it comes to starting their program? Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough question to answer, right? Because some people... Uh, it's more stubborn than others. Okay. So what I would say is how long does it take to see progress? Well, I'll give you an example. So most people come work with me. I'll give them a detailed nutrition plan. I'll pair the nutrition plan with a workout specific to that nutrition plan. And if I'm lucky enough to do blood work, I'll know where they're at. Mm. So I can anticipate a pretty clear trend based off history, data, and whatever. That's probably the level of, okay, I could say most of my clients lose 0.5 to 1% body fat a week if they're on the higher end and then they start, as they come in, they lose less. I can give you exact figures historically because I track these things. Mm. But I would say it's relative to your efforts. Mm. So how, like, how long can you see results? It's, I'll try and give you a specific answer for a question that's a little bit tricky. <laughs> I would say, again, focus on the outcome, but it's, it's more if you track progress you will see tangible change on so many levels and just note the change um but you can be sure the body will do something every week whether it gets stronger whether it gets a little bit leaner whether Mm. you think better but i would urge everyone to just look especially everyone gets obsessed with fat loss it's not linear like I've run the best programs out and they've hit a wall and they haven't changed. Does it mean it didn't work? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that the body can needed a break, mm. right? So actually I gave them less work and they lost more weight. Mm. So the whole point is when it comes to aesthetics, don't be crazy with it. Track more variables, your digestion, your brain health, your energy, how your sleep is. And you will find that every week those markers will improve. Okay. So my answer is weekly if you consider the most important variables of health, which is all those fundamentals, because it's multivariate. Mm. People just focus on aesthetics. Um, but the aesthetic one, it's it's really dependent on the person, depending on how, many effort, how much effort they put in yeah. and how detailed the regime is. But I would say, again, uh, don't focus too much on that. Focus on all the other fundamentals, sleeping, energy, brain concentration, you name it. Yeah, they're all really important things. Okay. And another thing I would add to this, is, and this is why I love the Dubai thirty thirty, 
community is huge you know get you'll get feedback from uh you know your peers whether it's your partner whether it's your mom whether it's your friends they'll start telling you Mm. that's that's for me is results Mm. you look happy you look like you got more energy your posture looks better Mm. that's a result so Mm. i just want everyone to not neglect these small things Mm. that matter way more than losing a kilo that week yeah don't become obsessed on that kilo understand there's so many fundamental elements of fitness pay attention to them Pay attention to your community. Don't shut yourself off with your own goals. Get involved with people. This is what I love, the Dubai 3030. And if you see someone change, even if you don't know them, get around them, go up to them. Mm. You know what? You know, Bruce, you, you, you look better in that suit today. What, what have you been doing? You know, something like that. That, that that's a result. Mm. And like I said, they will come weekly if mm. you're consistent. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to ask you one last question before I, I let you go, Jackson. Sure, um, sure. What are the sort of key points that you want people to take away from the podcast today? Um, look, health is a, is a long-term game. What I would suggest, uh, going back to, if you take anything away, I want everyone to remember the three axioms. Get healthy, mm-hmm. get strong physically and mentally, and then get lean last. Mm-hmm. So that would be the rank-ordered priority for everyone to take away. Um, that's how I love people to engineer their regime. So get healthy, get strong, get lean. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't put too much expectation on yourself um, in terms of like, I get this one a lot and I would love for people to understand it's it's a game that they play with them Mm. um, and consistency is a win and look for more wins like I just mentioned. Um, And then you'll find that uh, if it's you and better than what you were yesterday, compare yourself to no one, that already takes off a lot of tension, anxiety, all these kind of expectation results. So you'd be in a better place. Shut off the white noise of um, sort of everything else around you, whether it's social media. I think that's a big one. Mm. Um, You know, I've been coaching people for a lot now. They'll jump online. They'll watch YouTube. They'll watch Instagram. As inspired they are, they walk away feeling insignificant. So cut the white noise out Mm. and i would say you know a really important one for me and i just wrote an article about the blue zones so the blue zones are four areas in the world that the average life expectancy is 120 years now can you imagine 120 is the average life expectancy now they found that if you look at all the principles they ate close to their genes um, they ate really clean foods. It was more of a Mediterranean, well-balanced diet, which I recommend as a general starting point before mm-hmm. you get into the macros and calories. The biggest thing for these guys is they lived in nurturing communities where they gave and received love on a regular basis. So put yourself in a good community with people that genuinely care for you. Mm. Number one tip, mm. just be around the right people with the right, uh, say, vibe yeah, i guess mindset. people that are encouraging each other people that support you you mm-hmm. support them i'd say that's everything that's mm. literally everything like nothing will beat that mm. the rest will flow mm. so i have a bit of a reverse engineered approach because most people come and see me for body comp they mm. actually don't know what they walk into yeah um but like i said internal into the external every day of the week and surround yourself with uh the right people uh and you'll be sure that you'll be well on your way to a lifetime okay not a small you know irrelevant irrational and i've done this load so Mm. i'm gonna put my hand up and say i've chased goals not knowing that they actually that they don't mean anything Mm. i now look at being the best i can for as long as i can with the least effort Mm. with the right people Mm -hmm. that's all i'm gonna say i think that's where it's at and then that gives you more time to just give and contribute the two biggest things that make anyone happy is progress, giving, and contributing. Mm. All of that is 
if you look at fitness and community, it's right at the core of that. Okay, that's interesting. You mentioned social media there. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> going to ask you one more question yeah, yeah. just because it popped into my mind. Obviously, you know, there, there's a lot of people on social media, a lot of sort of images of, of body type and, you know, uh, body image out there. Is that impacting sort of clients when they come to you? Do you find that they, they've got unrealistic expectations based on that? Do you see a trend there? Um, of course. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to stop. Mm. Um, in fact, it's probably going to be more saturated. Um, the way to look at it for me is a positive sense. Uh, so what I try and do as a practitioner is if I see it, uh, understand it, and then maybe learn from it because mm. there might be some gold in there, right? So first, I wouldn't just discredit and roll my eyes at it. I don't think that um, that's going to serve anyone. No. So you got to take your ego out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest one as a coach. And you want to you know, maybe learn. I'm, I'm a, a lifetime learner. So you want to learn from people that maybe do get good results. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world if you've got a great result and you post it. I think it's fantastic. So I would say... I mean, I've seen doctored. It's a double-edged sword. You mm. see legitimate transformational yeah. progress that you can learn from. Mm. And then you see ones that have just been photoshopped and whatever. How do you de- uh, try and decipher the two? Well, it's pretty much impossible. Mm. Uh, so I'd say I wouldn't recommend it. Um, if it's just a case of signaling, like meaning uh, I'm lean and that's it and you don't learn anything from yeah. it, I, I, I wouldn't really pay too much attention from it. But I would say look at the meaning behind it see if you can learn something if you can't just ignore it yeah and i would say that's how you decipher what's real and what's not because you can't discredit it's always going to be there Mm. so look to learn Mm -hmm. would be the way to kind of dissect those things and then understand if we go back another step it's about you and your progress and your journey and um i love social media and i love people sharing you know like i've had women that wouldn't ever let anyone take a photo of them and then you see them a year later drop 20 30 kilos and they're posting a photo of themselves in a you know bathing suit now i'm not saying that's i think for them it's like they actually start to it's a confidence self-worth confidence yeah Yeah, and this is good to see you know what i mean and then it's subjective whether people say okay she should or shouldn't do that and now she's fit now she's post people are always going to judge so actually you know what i'm going to say i said be as open as possible Mm. and as judgment free as you can And look to learn. Yeah. That should solve the problem of social media. Because if anything, it's not a problem. The social media is going to keep getting better. But mm. it's a great source of learning. And it's a great source of connecting. Mm. Look for those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Um, I know I said that, that, that is the last question. But just before we, we wrap up, Jackson, can you just let um, the listeners know where they can find you? So your, your, your okay. credentials. Absolutely. <laughs> so in, in terms of a business sense, uh, it's Evolve Health. Uh, uh, I think it's just Evolve Health. And then uh, we'll tag it in the post anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Jackson underscore Litchfield, uh, most responsive on Instagram. Uh, hit, hit us up with a DM if you have any inquiries, anything that you'd like to learn. Uh, I work with a girl called Annika, so her and I at the moment generally sort of take any questions. We're really passionate about what we do, so no matter where you are, where you're starting, hit us up. We're happy to give you complimentary advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want direction with anything, let us know. And of course, if you want a consultation, let us know. But the main thing is, and especially coming into 3030, I think that if we can start a conversation and a community where everyone's sharing ideas and supporting each other, we would just love to be involved in that. So that's where to find us. And please don't hesitate to reach out because we're more than happy to help. 
That's perfect. I think regardless of anything, I may be reaching out to you. <laughs> the passion for what you do really shows through. So thank you so much for joining us today and uh, giving us that information. It's been super beneficial. Um, thank you to our listeners for tuning in as well. Let us know your thoughts on today's podcast. Drop us an email, leave your comments, or again, send, send DMs. Let us know what you thought of it. Uh, again, thank you. Thanks, Jackson. Thank and you, yeah, stay, stay tuned for the next episode. All right.